How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Pathfinder podcast on the planet where you ask hard questions like, "What is the most mundane that a witch patron can be while still being able to give out spells?" Hmm. I feel like because witch patrons can be just like people, can't they? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if they can. Well, I mean, like the Baba Yaga is a witch patron, right? Yeah. Like she specifically is. Yes. And she's just a human just a woman from Earth. Yeah, and what what's what's stopping some like wizard named Carl from being like that kind of powerful? Like you can just like see him in the supermarket, and he's just like answering whoever's under him, um, like giving them like powers. That's pretty mundane, just like a guy. Are you implying that an adventuring party could be a wizard and his witch who is using Atron? Yeah, I think so. I think behold! Be cool. Behold! I am Magnificus, master of the arcane arts, and this is my intern, Daryl! <laughs> That'd be pretty mundane. <laughs> oh my you know God. what? If someone, if someone came to me with that as a concept, like they were a duo and they're like, I'm a wizard and his my uh, apprentice is a witch who is using me as a patron. I would fuck. I would say fuck yeah. I would absolutely let that be the case. It's such a funny idea. But can we get more mundane? Um, I don't know if it gets more mundane than human guy though, right? A snail, a snail that you saw and really inspired you. It was so epic. You keep that snail in a box and you talk it to it every once in a while. The snail is also your familiar. Yeah, and uh, you're at the same time. You're. It's a complicated relationship. He is also in fact <laughs> just a regular snail. I yeah. don't think that this is very mundane. I think that you guys have gone so mundane that that is extremely ridiculous. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we've gone is, full circle. It is more okay. mundane to be some dude, and you're like, what about a snail though? <laughs> <laughs> 
would really like to play some Pathfinder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, we are in uh, a, uh, we're in a situation, fellas. This is the last episode of Book Four, probably. We sure are. Um, Unless something fucked up and evil happens. Previously in Extinction Curse, you guys were on the attack. Uh, you made your way into the Zulgat encampment, um, ready to come beat Askuva the Nasher and uh, whoever else is in charge of this place so that you could end the siege on Willowside. You guys teamed up with several other uh, adventurers from Willowside. Uh, Sivis, the Banyan Boys, um, Vimarot, and... Uh, Name. Uh, and Yelvora. Mm -hmm. um, it was a, a grand time. Uh, you, Ariado and Volio tricked some people by uh, inciting hatred amongst them. It was uh, fun. You saw a demon. You hypnotized the demon. You walked away from the demon. Uh, you saw a big buff Zulgas called um, Zashatal Headtaker. And he was like, I am actually competent. And you guys were like, oh shit, we've never dealt with those guys before. <laughs> um, you fought him, he ran away to get help uh, you followed him, there were some priests you killed him, you followed you kept following him, and you saw that he was dead on the floor with his neck snapped, and Ashkuva the Nasher uh, was just kind of standing there menacingly you without saying anything, and you were like, okay after a few moments of sparring uh, you realized, one Ashkuva is a zombie two, so is Ashtal three uh, the necromancer is also in the room, and it's a fucking gog it's a fucking massive gog who has introduced herself as Helg Eats the Eaters, and she's gonna eat you guys now, which is terrible. Everyone? Yeah. Shall we character in a fight this boss? I... Sure. I want to scream and cry. Eh, why not? Fun. My, may as well why we're here, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess. Set the scene! You stand in the creaking wood of an unfinished siege tower. Gaps of sunlight split through the walls, illuminating this monstrosity that you see before you in half measures. Helg eats the eaters, a towering gulf clad in leather with knives and skulls and bones around her belt, chants as she uses her necromantic might to bring two Zulgat commanders under her power, and has apparently been doing so for quite some time. How much of this siege is all because of her? You don't know. What you do know is that she is intent on hurting you all very much. Everyone, let's roll initiative. Technically, we were already initiative last time, but this is going to be kind of a new fight, so... I won't roll, though. It's 22. 36. Top of the order is, very unfortunately, Helg eats the eaters. Um, and she's kind of like standing, uh, kind of like in a power pose, legs open, arms splayed out, uh, and mouth roaring as spittle explodes from her maw. And she roars and says, I will accomplish my mission, no matter who or what stands in my way. And uh, she kind of like uh, raises her hands as she looks down at you and says, And all of you have very much so gotten in my way. And snarling, Helg kind of like raises her top two hands and they start kind of like doing weird motions, almost like they're pulling at spider webs. And then each of you starts to feel kind of awe. 
and I want you all to make a fortune save. Okay. Okay. 34. 33. That's a 41. Ariado, you're the only one to pass. <laughs> Volio and Royari, the two of you... Like, all of you start to sweat, right? And then, very quickly, you realize it's not just sweat. It's steam. Your sweat is evaporating from your body. Mm. She has cast horrid wilting. Suddenly, the air gets, like, crispily dry. and But it's, like, also at the same time extremely humid. I don't know how to explain it. It's like you are suddenly dying plants. Um... Ariadne, you're gonna take half of this. Royari, uh, and Volio, you're also gonna take half of this because you fucking juggernaut. Royari, you're gonna take all of this. All of 10d10 damage. It's fine, I'm fine. Uh, I would have been at max. No, I wouldn't have been at max. Royari, for you, that is gonna be 66 damage. Ariato and uh, Volio, that is gonna be 33 damage. As she is doing this you see that her bottom two arms are also making a different movement. It's almost like they're pulling at spiderwebs, not just messing with them, like pulling towards her. Um, and I think, Royari, you start to feel a weird pulsing in your chest. And I need you to make me another fortitude save as, because this, she's doing something with a free action. I'd shoulder in that 20. Um... Are you fucking serious? Holy shit, dude! Okay, yes. cool! Royari, you feel her pulling at your heart with, like, some weird, like, ethereal webs. You don't know what that was, but you don't like it. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't do it to the rest of you yet, so cool. But that wasn't part of hard wilting. Um, yeah. She kind of uh, drops one of her arms down and pants, and that's a... Cook, 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 cook. My minions, to battle! Rends their flesh from their bone! Guck, guck, guck! And uh, the two little uh, creatures, uh, the zombie remains of Erskuva and Zashtal, kind of let out a... As they lurch into action, they're both going to get one action each. Zashtal is next to you, Royari, thanks to where you did your sick flip. Uh, he is going to just bring his jaws down towards you. Uh, 35 to hit. That just hits, yeah. That's 22 piercing damage as he sinks his undead fangs into your flesh. Ow. Um, meanwhile, Volio, uh, as Scuva, is going to uh, swing her flail at you, the, the one that's uh, flaming. Mm -hmm. That's a 32 to hit. Yeah, it hits. All right, 28 bludgeoning damage and also fire damage as she slams that flail into you, sending ember sparking as she lets out a... Oof. Uh, Ariadu, it is your turn. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Um, she is going to hit the Gug with Vision of Weakness. Okay. okay. Uh, Ariadu, your eyes uh, flash open and you peer directly into uh, Helg Eats to Eat Her Soul. Um, and you kind of like stare uh, as the flames start to enclose around you again. You've activated your curse. And uh, you can tell that she has no specific weaknesses. 
However, you can also tell that she's not particularly uh, good at dodging. Her reflex is her lowest save. Blank batch is great. Okay. Alright. Um... Well, if she's learned anything from the last encounter, it's... Take out the caster first. <laughs> awesome, uh, okay. You still have your bane activated, by the way, circling around your feet. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. What do you, so what spell are you casting? I started with a flame strike. Me reflex save. That is going to be a 26. Does not pass. Okay. Ariado, you call down a column of holy fire that explodes into her. Uh, roll damage. 34. Fire and good damage. Okay. Um, Ariado, you see her stumbling back a little bit. Um, make me a quick perception check. 37. A 37, Ariado. You don't think she took full damage from that? Oh, great. Cool. Sick, I and love you it. Don't, you don't understand why, because gugs are not known to be particularly fireproof. I also use vision of weakness, so... You know that that's not the case. She has, like, armor or something? Like, mage armor? I don't know. She's wearing some leather armor, but it's not in... That would block damage. You can't tell why. You have one action... Oh, no! Is that your turn, actually? That is actually my turn. Vision of weakness and spell casting. Okay. Ariado, your vision is fogged. And your mind is confused. Why didn't she take the full damage from a flame strike? Volio, it is your turn. Um, a fucking zombie is right in front of you. Its head is half caved in, and its mouth is, like, slacking open as a scuba and Nasher's corpse is at you. What do you do? Man. Uh... <laughs> crush? Destroy? Corpse? Kill? Rage? Okay. That's a nat 20. No! Really? Yeah. What is with you fucking people? How do you keep rolling so good? I can see it on the screen. Yeah, I can. I know you're not lying. It's in roll 20. Uh, it's a 45 to fucking hit. Okay, so Volio, that is going to be double of 26. Uh, mm -hmm. Roll me uh, d12 of your bleed. Uh, and then an extra six uh, sonic damage. Twelve. As you kind of bring it down on her, and it lets out another boom as it smacks her heart. Uh, 26 times two is 52, plus another six is uh, 58, plus 12. That's going to be 70 damage. Oh my god. Woo! She crumbles backwards, screeching and roaring in pain. Um, what do you do now? I attack again. That was only my first action. Oh, God. Kill, destroy. 25. Not so bad. A 25 uh, is unfortunately... Let's see if that's even a crit fail. Oh, Ritz, I'm sorry. It's not a crit fail. <laughs> Next time. Maybe. I'm gonna get my crit fail back. Damn it, son of a bitch. 27. Oh, you're... oh I'm so sorry, Ritz. That isn't a crit fail. <laughs> Just move on to the next fucking turn. 
Volio, you slam into her once, but as you're slamming again, she's kind of like backing up and uh, gnashing her teeth at you. Um, she's not letting you do that again. Uh, Royari, it is your turn. You are directly in front of Held Eats the Eaters. What do you do? She does want to figure out what the fuck is going on because this is weird. That like the, this motivation is weird and um, yeah, you don't know what her whole goal is, but she's gone to some lunch or something. Yeah, I'll use a perfect finisher. Okay. I rolled an eighteen. My God. And then an eight. Okay, so well, an eighteen I'll, is gonna. Uh, be I'll go in. I'll go with the eighteen. All right. And what's the? What is that? That is 44. Okay, a 44. Royari, that is a hit. You slash into her tick bestial hide, and she lets it out. Uh, roll damage. All right, 36 damage. Um, cool, Royari, you slash across her, um, and uh, you, uh, like, hot electric fire blasts into her uh, wound as you pull back. Um, it looks, it looks like you caught her pretty hard. Ariana, make me a perception check. 38. Ariana, that's a... What? She definitely took all the damage that time. So it's not a fire resistance. Is it just magic? You don't know. You hope not, because that's a really powerful one to have. (sighs) Just magic. She's going to be really mad. Okay. All right. I'll. I know what to. I know what to do for at first for my turn then. Uh. Well, it's still Royari's turn, so hold on to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Royari is going to actually try and Bunmo instead because I want to talk to her. Um. Royari uh looks up at at this fucking gug lady. Very big. Um, and she's and she's like, you know, we don't have to. We don't have to be fighting. We we could we could just talk about this. I have no idea what any of your motivations are. I'm not here to fight you. Can you please explain to me what is going on instead of attacking me? Uh, make me a diplomacy check. Okay. I rolled another eighteen, so that is another. But yeah, that's another 44. That is going to be a success. Uh, so what happens on a bun mo again? It's been a while. Yeah, it's, you launch an insightful clip of the foe, distracting them. Um, they take a minus two penalty to perception and will saves for a minute. Um, and the target can end the effect early by responding to my bun mo. Okay. And it can either be a single action... Or a skill action to frame their retort. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. Um, you pick what you, it is. But yeah, you, you have one action up, Royari. What do you do now after you throw this quick at her? I'm gonna raise my shield because I'm not an idiot. Good call, Royari. Uh, because it's Helg's turn now. And Helg kind of snarls, pressing those massive teeth together and like her like maul rippling nearly. And she s- roars down at you and says... Ah, come of the surface, I will not fall for your tricks. I know what you have done in this town, and I will not let you win. Um, and she is then 
going to uh, do the scariest fucking thing any of you have ever fucking seen. She opens her jaw and lets out a roar, and then that jaw splits into a second jaw. Oh! Like uh. a fucking leech mouse. Basically, where it was once just two halves of a jaw, it's now four quarters. Oh, God. And she screams, and she brings her head down on you, Royari. And, uh... She is going to need to make a spell attack roll. That's going to be a 38 to hit, Royari. It about hits. Okay. Well, Royari, she brings her head down and bites into you with those four mouths and starts... It pierces into your arm and you feel your blood being sucked out of you like a fucking straw. Oh my god, my clothes are being ripped up as we speak. Um... So that is going to be... I'm very sorry, but this is going to be 14d8 damage. If you could not kill me, I would love that, babe. Uh, well, we'll see. fucking Christ. We'll see, man. Uh, none of you have ever seen this spell before. You don't know what that was. That's 68 damage, Royari. Complete bullshit. Um... And as she is gulping up your blood by the gallon, which is, by the way, an extremely painful experience, um, you see that she is healing. She restores oh. half of that damage. She's some sort of fucking vampire? Good God. <gasps> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> um, certainly this was a very vampiric thing to do. Um... But that doesn't explain why Ariado wasn't able to... You don't understand half of what's going on. She's fucking weird, though. Um, so that was her uh, spending one action when she uh, roared back at you to uh, end her bun mo, And then those second two actions were to fucking drink you like a Capri Sun. You already lost some fluid earlier. This sucks, Royari. I'd say this um, is another glutton's jaws, but... That's not how the blood thing works. Yeah, you eat souls, Ariane. You don't physically gulp down blood. Um, it is the zombies' turns, and they don't do anything. They actually, like, just kind of drop their weapons and close their eyes and go limp. Uh, they were not given an order this turn, so they just kind of stand there. Huh, okay. Ariado, it is your turn. Uh, Royer looks like he's in a bad state. This gug monster uh, just drank half his blood. The zombies are still... What do you do? What do I roll to figure out what her fucking deal is? Uh, that's a good question. What do you mean by what her deal is? Um, there's a lot you could do. Do you have a specific question in mind? For Ariata right now, it's... Why? Uh, there are two questions, actually. Mm -hmm. You could spend two actions figuring stuff out. <sighs> That's fine, actually. Um, why the fuck is she drinking blood? Is that an actual gug thing? 
And why isn't magic working when physical attacks are? Okay. So, are you going to ask both those questions? Yes. Okay, first I want you for the blood thing, I want you to make me a religion check. Perfect. And the second one, I want you to make me another religion check, honestly. Okay, I rolled the first one. 42. Okay, a 42. And second All one right. is a 39. Okay, yeah, I think you figured them both out pretty quickly. Um, Ariado, you realize you have heard about what that was. Okay. That spell that was just cast. That spell? You've seen it in maybe some unsavory, darker magic books. But not for, like, a couple of years at least. Like, this would have been back when you were in Dusklight researching weird demon stuff. This isn't demonic. This is a spell called Blood Feast. Your head splits vertically into an enormous maw, feasting upon the target's blood, dealing extra uh, a load of damage. Extra damage if you are of the race which originated the spell, the Gog. This is oh. a Gog spell. Okay, so this is an actual thing that they do. Mm -hmm. It's not something that like comes from their ancestry, it's just they were the ones who first created the spell. You could uh -huh. potentially learn it, it is on the divine spell list. Now that you've seen it, you can learn it. She doesn't want to think Fun. about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the other one from downstairs. <laughs> that Zedgavazed spell Gross. with the cannibalism. Disgusting. Ariadne, the second thing I think takes you more by surprise. Okay. No, she's not immune to spells. She took the damage from the flame strike nonetheless, and it didn't look like. She, it was a resistance thing. And then when Royari hit him, it wasn't an energy thing either. In fact, it looks like the only thing she's been immune to this entire time has been good damage. <sighs> okay. Fine. <laughs> what that means is up in the air. But you don't think, you think the reason she took less damage from Flame Strike is because some of that damage is good. Good and not higher. So you don't know what that might mean. Have you guys seen the one meme about the scientific method? Yeah? Step one, fuck around. Step two, find out. <laughs> Fucking casting Divine Lance. Okay, and what are you casting? What are you doing? Good damage or good damage. Uh, chaotic damage? Good damage. Okay, Ariado, you conjure up a bolt of holy light. You blast into her. Nothing. Literally nothing. It doesn't look like she even felt that. What the fuck does that mean, Ariado? She's rubbing her temples like I'm getting a fucking headache. <laughs> Uh, Volio, it's your turn. You don't know about that shit. All you care about is killing and violence. Um, yeah. There's the fucking zombie in front of you. There's a zombie behind Royari. There's a Gug. The two zombies have gone slack. So, <laughs> minions, man. What do you do? Royari looks terrible. Royari um, looks like absolute shit. Hey. <laughs> That's yeah. not true. 
Ferrari looks very sexy. He's very hurt. Oh yes, sure. you look very good on death's door. Um, well, he's gonna take out the elixir of life that he got, uh, and he's going to have our body take it to Ferrari. Okay. Um, uh, mm-hmm. buddy kind of like slitters up out of your bag and lets out a medic and then rushes towards Royari with an elixir of life in uh, its mouth and it kind of hovers beside Royari looking smiley oh yeah uh, Volia you have one action left I think or is it yeah is it no it's, it's one action he took it out uh and, and he commanded our body. Yes. Uh, so it's one action left, so he's gonna hit this guy again. Uh, and you're gonna smack him again? Yep, 32. Okay, a 32 is gonna be a hit. And how much damage Ooh. is that? That's uh, 34 plus 2 plus 5. Uh, so that's gonna be. One. Or 41, 41. Crack! Boy, you smack into Askuva and Asher. And she just goes down like a bag of bones because, yeah, she is. Um, Royari, it is now your turn. Um, our buddy's floating there with a potion in his mouth, looking like. Royari is like, thank you. How much healing is that? Uh, it's a moderate, so it's. 5d6 plus 12. Okay. Alright. How much is that? It's 36 healing. Alright, bringing you up nicely. Uh, you are no longer practically dead, Royari, which is lovely. What now? Royari's just gonna raise their shield. Okay, Royari, you bring the shield up, prepared for uh, Hell to bring another attack down on you, which inevitably she does. Um, because she's kind of like bearing down on you. You've been talking a lot of smack and she's mad about it. Um, she brings up a hand and uh, lightning kind of arcs around her fingertips and she says All of you will pay for getting in my way! Uh, and she is going to cast a lightning bolt uh, blasting from uh, into you, Royari, through Zashtal Headtaker and into Ariadne. So, Royari and Ariado, I need you both to make me a reflex save. Okay. Thirty-four. Okay. Royari? Forty-six. Okay, Royari, you fucking, like, Matrix dodge out of the way from this one. Um, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, the lightning bolt charges right through Zatchel Headtaker, actually scoring a whole trim, because that's a crit fail for him. And Ariado, that's going to be a fail, so you are going to take full 4012 electricity damage. Alright, we're gonna hurt. <laughs> that's going to be 18 electricity damage, and 36 to Zashital. Yay! Zashital explodes! Yay! Yay! Um, clearly, she's not really paying full attention. Her anger is getting the better of her. And uh, she snarls, and uh, upon realizing what she's done, Grunt says, No matter, I'll have the orc corpses fighting for me in no time. And uh, she is going to bring her claw down into you, Royari. That is a 40 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay, that is going to be 32 slashing damage, Royari, as she brings her claw down into you, crashing into your body. 
Um, and Ariado, it is your turn. As uh, Held lets out another rumble and saying, You will not undo my crusade! <sighs> what crusade? Good God. You know of what I speak, surface dweller. You have perpetuated it for millennia. No. I don't even live here. I have no idea what's going on. That's why I wanted to talk. No, we don't. You're literally just throwing fists. Come on, just speak. You have the biggest mouth in the world and you're not using it. <laughs> uh, she uses it to roar at you for that one, Ariato. Can talk? Fine. Uh, I'm gonna need her to make a fortitude save. Okay, a fortitude save. Uh, that is gonna be a uh, 32. Oh, <laughs> uh, fail. And I'm gonna heighten this okay. to level two. I'm gonna heighten this by two levels because Ariad is fucking anger. Um. Okay. So she takes uh 88 persistent negative damage and becomes drained one from enervation. Okay, uh, Ariadna, you start sapping at her life force, fighting necromancy with necromancy, as, uh, black torns circle her- Well, she doesn't have a head so much, uh, they're circling her jaws, um, causing splitting migraines as her life force is drained. How much damage is that? 32 damage. Okay, very good. And she's gonna take that every turn? Uh, yep, it's persistent damage. Mm. And it's drained and one. And because she's drained- all right, that's an extra 15 damage. She's practically dropping to her knees now, uh, clearly in uh, quite a bit of pain. Gug, 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 she roars. You have one action up. What do you do? I think she's just going to cast shield on herself. Good call. How do you bubble yourself? Volio, it's your turn. What do you do? Mm. She doesn't look bad at all. She? Oh, she doesn't look great, though, either. Okay, what if I did something really fucked up? Yeah, we'll go on. What's a really fucked up thing? Um... Oddbody's still by Rayari, right? Yep, that's right. <laughs> um... I want Volio to run up, grab okay. Oddbody, Okay. Um. And he's gonna take Oddbody and stick him down her throat. What? Huh? And then he's gonna cast, or he's gonna give Oddbody the action. Can he do that? Yeah. He's casting Final Sacrifice. My jaw is dropped. So sweet. You fucking monster. I've had enough of you! Ah, Volio, I want you to make me an attack roll to see if you can shove it down her throat. Okay. 41. Okay. So, yeah, a 41. Volio, you spend one action running up, one action grabbing uh, Odd Body, stuffing it down her throat, and then one action commanding Oddbody to use a spell himself, which is Final Sacrifice. Ritz, <laughs> do you want to tell everyone what Final Sacrifice is? Uh, so, Final Sacrifice 
you channel disruptive energies through the bond between you and your minion, uh, causing it to violently explode. The target is immediately slain, and creatures within 20 feet take uh, 66 fire damage. Basic reflexes. Uh, and this is heightened to level 4, so it's actually going to be quite a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me tell you how much damage that is. I'm okay with Wooly. That's going to be 10d6 fire damage. Woo! She has to make a reflex save. I'm going to make it a degree of success lower because it is, in fact, inside her mouth. Yeah. There's throat. You can't see me, people listening to the podcast, because I am, in fact, hiding my face with my hands. <laughs> I can't make it a degree of success lower. No? She rolled a 27 total. Her will save modifier is plus 26. <sighs> that Damn, one. that's crazy, fish. <laughs> I'm going to let you do triple damage. So, Volio, and I say this with my hand on yours, roll 30d6. Uh, oh, that's a lot of dice. 107 damage? An explosion racks through her and uh, clearly causes her some severe pain as she lets it out and kind of stumbles back. A puffs of cotton exploding from her mouth and she kind of she's still alive but she drops to her knees panting clearly unwilling to fight any further you have successfully bested hell eats the eaters and she drops to her knees kind of holding herself up and she's like <laughs> Do it, Den. Kill me. Sacrifice me to your lord. I care not. Ah. My lord. I know the sins of your people. I have studied it for years. To know that you are here and that the Zulgath came too. I know that your plan is coming to fruition. And I will no. not live to see it. What? So, kill me. Gug, girl. gug, gug. Girl, I worship Iomade. I'm like a redeemer of her. Can you explain who this lord is and what you're talking about? I would not articulate. Our plan of living normally? I would not articulate Saren Ray, my girl. I don't know what you mean. I don't have a word. We're a circus group. What plan other than go around and make people happy? Your lies and deceits cannot fool me. I know all of Willowside's sins. Okay, but we don't live in... First of all, we don't live in Willowside. I've been there long enough to tell that there is some weird shit going on, but I don't live there. We were visit... We went there to perform... You know how circuses go to places to perform? We're not from Willowside! Excuse me, I'm getting very upset because I am in pain. Ariato cast Regenerate. <laughs> oh, thank you, dear. No problem. Um, is that how long does regenerate last for? Uh, a minute. Fifteen. So fifteen times uh, ten. That's one hundred and fifty HP back for Ari over a minute. Sick. 
as your wounds just start healing over. And I think uh, Helg stares up at you and says, An admirable effort, gunk, gunk, gunk. But I know that part of your portfolio is tricks, servants of Dagon. Oh! What? <laughs> Not him. Dagon. I'm not a servant of Dagon. Dagon's fucking lame. Who the fuck cares about Dagon now? Your people no. care of Dagon. Willowside hides saw. a dark secret beneath I, it. Yeah, if you so are we telling went, the truth we, and we, you we are we not went from down it. There. We went down there and there was this, this statue to Dagon. Her eyes light up when you say that and she like, th- despite being in clear pain, rises up shakily and tries to look intimidating which is difficult because she looks really badly injured okay do you need healing like i am a, I am a touch I me not liars okay think healing has a good idea especially after she tried to kill us but yes um where's it this town hasn't been much big day gone for a cabal of secrets lies beneath Willowside. Yes, yes, we went down there to search for some people. And the statue still stands? I. Maybe, but we killed the person down there that worshipped him. Yes. This matters not. So long as the influence of Dagon remains in this place, his power will come and seek out those who are weak-minded, gug, gug, gug. I mean, I don't care about destroying some statue to a shitty, to a shitty demon god person. Is that what this was all about? A fucking statue? This is no mere statue, gug, gug, gug. It is a place of power. You've really got to start communicating your feelings. Please. Because if you had simply said this, we would not have had to fight, and I, I would have just been destroyed in it. Look, my clothes, they're, dis- they're ruined, and then Rayari fixes them. You just gave me <laughs> the biggest migraine over a statue. Ah! She kind of like stumbles up. It's clear that she's in a lot of emotional distress. Listen, we we are here to help people. We're not here to destroy things. Typically, all we have ever wanted to do is make sure this place stays safe and no one gets hurt. That has unfortunately been very difficult considering, but... If this statue is a place of power, that is, is a place of power that is currently influencing weak-minded individuals, I don't think anyone would give a shit if we destroyed it. Fuck! I'll do it now. She looks at you, and I think what was there was rage a few minutes ago. It's now confusion. <laughs> she was not expecting this. No. And Ariado, I think you realize now why your good damage was not affecting her. Oh, don't tell me you're good aligned. She's... Well, she has zombies. You don't think she's good, but... Neutral? She's not evil. It looks like Oh, is that... Maybe is chaotic th- neutral. Is that why the Gugs didn't like her? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 
kill the good oh, one. Oh my fucking god. They were like, her vibes are rancid because she doesn't kill people and eat them. So, have you considered joining the circus? My calling is greater than that of a mere circus. So here's, here's the thing that happened. Priest? Became a lich? And then we killed him. And he was the only dude. Yes. Yep. It's it. The fate of Dagon still perhaps flows through the veins of the, those above. Well, I mean... Then we'll cut it at the heart. We'll nip it at the bud. It's fine. I'll I'll take my big hammer. You see this? I've hit you with it. I will I'll destroy the fucking piece of rock. Also, Doesn't matter. There was only, like... One person who knew, who is an old lady that worships a rascal, and she tried to prevent us from going down there because everything down there would probably kill us. There's a haunt down there, you know. Yeah, it's pretty it was fun. It was brutal. Hell turns her back to you all and exhales, and she walks calmly towards the wall of the siege tower, and then she punches a hole through the wood. Okay. Oh god! Gug, gug, gug! All of this has been for nothing? Well, yes. Not nothing. I mean, to be fair, you actually are, like, killing these guys. And, uh, Rayari points towards the, the Zogath. Uh, has been very, very helpful for us, technically. She kind of, like, leans against the wall. Now. We shall trade information now. Gug, gug, gug. We shall speak openly and candidly. I will tell you why I am here. You will tell me why a, cir- a traveling circus of powerful and magic users and warriors has come to me, seeking to... I know not what you are here for. My name, as I have already told you, is Helg Eats the Eaters. Gug-gug-gug. I took, I took this name for myself, because that is my plan, to eat those who eat others. I come from deep in the Darklands, Gug-Gug-Gug. My clan was drowned in it when one of the caverns was flooded by cultists of Dagon. Gug-Gug-Gug-Gug. Since then, I've spent years learning how to best counter that foul demon lord to avoid the world from being sank under the wings. It was along these travels that I heard of uh, Zulgat heading en masse to the Isle of Kortos above land. When I heard that they were headed to Willowside, a known hotspot for worship of Dagon, I knew that this was my chance to strike out at one of the most prominent cults of Dagon in the Inner Sea. A town which would kill any traveler passing through it to sacrifice to their dreadlord. A town which had built a statuette, a powerful uh, a powerful conduit directly to the plain of Ishtar. One where, if you were to pray directly before it, you would be able to summon avatars of Dagon to bring ruin on those who oppose you. Mmm. Yes. The Zulgat were interested in the tower. 
they claimed something was locked deep inside. I infiltrated it, posing as a servant gunk, and killed Ashkuth. Once I had her under my control, using her as a puppet, I ordered a siege on the hotbed of Dagon worshippers, planning to raise it to the ground and extract the statuette myself. And then you three come up here and tell me that Dagon has not been worshipped in this city for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And you are not angry at me for orchestrating this siege. Okay, well, we're angry, but like... You're a little mad, but I mean... I'm pissed, I, but I get it. Here's the thing. If you were mis- If you had misunderstood, literally believed that an entire town was worshipping Dagon, I would not blame you for wanting to stop people from doing that. I get it. They weren't and haven't, and I'm upset. But, um... My entire thing is helping people through these issues, so no, I'm not going to, like, kill very anti-redeemer. You aren't evil. No, I choose to see myself as beyond good or evil. I see. Doe. And she kind of looks at the zombies on the floor and says... I do like the effects of evil. <laughs> Zombies are sick as hell, I get it. She kind of like exhales though. And you have spoken to the tower? Like the the tower up... Uh, well, we haven't actually been able to get up to the... The, the Zulgath? The tower. Oh, like the... Like Dagon? No. It's a tower kid. I'm sorry. The tower speaks. Did it call up too? What did it say? It told me to distract them from it. Oh, oh, like the tower, like the actual tower of... The The Aeon Tower? Tower. Oh! Wait, do you know where the orb is? Shaped like ball, and he makes like a ball shape with his hands. Oh, very helpful. All I know is that when I first came here, the tower spoke to me, gug gug gug, and it told me to aid it and keep those uh, Zulgas from attacking it. That is helpful and important, and that does sound like it makes sense, yes. She did, I will point out, immediately go and start attacking Willow's side, trying to kill many oh, people. Oh, no, yeah, Rari's not saying counts. it's okay. Rari's like, well, it's... You know what? Nothing. Um. Well, thank you for distracting, even if the distraction was a siege against a town that we were defending against. Um. This tower didn't happen to tell you anything about where actual giant stone or orb might be, did it? Because. Currently, our goals have been to save these towers from destruction because they're the only thing keeping this entire, like, isle, the Isle of Cortos, like, alive. 
She looks somewhat unbothered by that, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm, no, Rayari's like, is trying to explain why. Yeah, um, I know, and, and she's like, eh. Like, if, if uh, you know anything about, like, how or where it might be, that I know nothing about an orb. Well, if the tower spoke to you, that seems like there's still power there. Which is good enough for us. Mm-hmm. The, I think uh, Hell kind of excels says, we, we shall make ourselves a deal. You destroy that statue. I shall call for the Zulgat to return to their base. They emerged from a, ch- a tunnel into the deep lands, situated in the heart of the Kortos Mountains. Guk, 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 guk. There are no other villages on the way to it. I can distra- I can call them and send them back to their master, declaring this uh, journey a failure. You destroy the statuettes to avoid Dagon from ever corrupting this land again. Aye, aye. And then, once this dust has cleared, I will introduce you to the tower. Hmm. Well, no, I we had breakfast not so long ago, and I'm fine. Yes, me too. Helg kind of nods and exhales and says, You have made my job significantly simpler. I apologize for my mistake in judgment in attempting to raise your people. Sorry for blowing you up. Your magic is most impressive, clown. Sorry for Thank you. siphoning a lot of your health with negative energy. It's all right. I apologize for drinking you like a gug capricorn. Gug 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 gug. Oh. <laughs> Helg, uh, Helg excels us. If you don't mind, though, gug gug gug. I will need to repair Askuva to uh, uh, issue the surrender. You sneak out, destroy that statue, and come back when you're ready. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. And I think uh, with that, Helg uh, grabs at the two Zulgat corpses and starts doing the grossest fucking shit. Mm-hmm. She starts pulling the bones out of Zashatal and replacing them inside our scuba. Ew! Oh, okay. oh god! Right. Oh! Okay. My delicate sensibilities! We can go, we can go. That's enough dissection. Yay, one get day. it! Goodbye, dear. We'll be okay. back when less disgusting things are happening. Goodbye. Uh, so, do you guys make your way back outside? Yeah. yeah. You make your way out and you don't see the Banyan Boys or Sivus and crew immediately. Um, but then you realize that they're hiding. And I think uh, as you kind of uh, ex- exit, uh, you hear a Psst, over here from Sturvan, who's uh, h- currently hiding with the other two Banyan boys behind a big uh, box construction stuff. You make your way over and Sivus is like, well, how'd it go? Well, good. You're going to get a kick out of this. You killed him? Well... We just need to leave right now. We'll tell you later. Yeah, we'll explain it on the way back. It's kind of a long story. Uh, Ledric grins and says, Whatever it is, I'm sure I will believe it entirely. 
I'm sure you will, big guy. Come on, let's go. And so you guys make your way out of Zulgat camp, sneaking out from the way you came, making your way through uh, the chaos caused by Ariato and Volio earlier, returning to the edge of ta- uh, the camp, ready to make your way back to Willow's side, all while telling your companions the tale of Ascuva the Nasher and Hell eats the eaters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of Dice Will Roll. Uh, welcome to the finale of uh, Book 4, everyone. I really hope you've enjoyed this one. We will be back again next week with the beginning of Book 5, uh, so look forward to that. Um, in the meantime, I just want to announce a couple of things. Um, because it's the end of the book, as is customary, we will be releasing a blooper reel onto our Patreon, containing a ton of goofs and gags that we had uh, behind the scenes while we were recording book four. Um, it's not as long as uh, all the other ones, so if you're not already part of our uh, Patreon, uh, you should check it out and uh, get a load of ep- uh, access to blooper reels, um, ad-free episodes, all sorts of stuff like this. Um, I also wanted to announce something really exciting. Uh, You may have seen it on our Twitter, but um, Dice Will Roll will be uh, having a live show for uh, Gen Con Online 2021, which is wild. Um, We are going to be playing a special episode uh, titled uh, Dinners and Dwarves, or is it Dwarves and Dinners? One of them. Um, Which will be uh, a let's play of the Pathfinder one-shot Dinner at Lime Lodge. Um, it's super exciting. Uh, we will be hosted on uh, the official Paizo Twitch, and uh, there's potentially going to be hundreds of people watching, and we want you guys to be there to uh, help build us in hype. <laughs> um, this will be happening uh, mid-September, uh, when Gen Con is happening. Uh, make sure to keep an eye out for more details, because we're super excited. We've got brand new cast of characters who will hopefully be recurring in other one-shots in the future, and uh, we think you guys are really, really going to like them. I know KK is insanely excited for hers. <laughs> um, we have new merch coming to the store, uh, so uh, I hope you guys are as excited about that as we are. Uh, we got some stuff designed by some of our favorite fan artists, uh, including characters like Gertie, uh, Axel, and uh, the Wandering Tree themselves. Um, you'll be seeing all those very soon, and we hope you're excited. Uh, thank you all for supporting the show so much. We really care about you, and we hope you're having a great day. Go buy yourself a pizza. You've earned it. Okay, that's all for now. Thank you all so much, everyone, and as always, keep it rolling. Hi, welcome to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast where we take on the role of archivists, working for an interdimensional library that catalogs and protects the fabric of reality. As archivists, we are tasked with journeying out into the realms, taking on characteristics of people from that reality, and remedying whatever issues may be causing a disturbance in the dimension. Every arc, we will be playing a different RPG, maybe even returning to systems we like later on. But this is a fun way for us as players and you as listeners to explore and learn about different tabletop systems. We'll discuss the rules, create sheets for our characters, and play a short campaign to get a feel for the game. Afterwards, we'll do a bit of discussion. We'll talk about what we liked and didn't like, and what we'd know to do better next time. 
My name is Babby, and I am playing Riddle de Drakel. They are a tiefling nerd baby. I'm Ziva, and I am playing Linda, the lovable human office lady. And I'm Dorka. I play Zen, the barbarian lizard princess. Let's get down to some actual playing. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's go, boys. This is the Eternity Archives. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So, yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. We now return to Dice Will Roll. I don't believe it at all, says Lederick. I didn't think you would. <sighs> You're telling me that all of this has been because some weird underground gorilla thing taught that we were all cultists? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because of your unsavory past, you were down at the pit. Well, you were knocked out. You two, she looks at Sturvin and uh, um, Tashlock, you two were there. He was there to begin with. He went down there of his own volition. Yeah, but he got knocked out before you could even see the, or at least remember, the lich man. Yeah, but just because he's a pussy. Sturvin kind of rubs his chin a little bit and says, Hmm, as much as I'm loathe to say it, that I understand why someone might think that if they only knew about Willowside's past. So what are we doing now, exactly? Destroying the statue. Destroying the statue. Killing it to pieces. Oh, right, I love destruction. Um, I think Dana Wheatling kind of, like, rubs her face a little bit and says, So is it over? Is... It should be. The, the, we, Helg, Edo, yes, um, said that they, all that she needed to do was to repair the zombie of the leader and then surrender and then we can, yeah. I think Gale kind of grits our teeth a little bit now we're sure that we can trust Helg. I mean, if the Aeon Tower spoke to her, then yeah. Yes. That is a structure of Aridin, after all. I think, uh, Cybus grits his teeth a little as well. Also clearly, like, not entirely sure what's going on. Just, have any of the other towers ever spoken to you? That's not something Vol- uh, Volio ever let me in on. Hmm, if it was, I wasn't listening. Personally, no. It's always just given us, like, feelings and they're always good feelings, obviously. It's, you know, but it's never been like we've never been spoken to directly. Nope. I can ask. I can ask my family about it if there's anything that they might know. Because I mean, they worship. Are worshipped at this point? I'm not even sure if they do actually actively still worship Arden, but they did, <laughs> and they might know something. I'm not sure. I think as uh, the slurk wagon starts like approaching this kind of like the side of Willowside, um, 
it is late by now, like, very, very late. Um, and you guys are all very tired. I think uh, Ilvora looks back from the front where she's sitting with Vi, and Ilvora lets out a... So you destroyed his statue. Then what? Then we go back, and we go to the tower, and we save the fucking islands. Yes. Vi kind of looks at you and says, All right. Well, I'm glad that there's some way forward. I don't exactly know what's up with the tower stuff. I was just here for, you know, the whole dinosaur thing, but... Well, I mean... The, the dinosaurs are trying to destroy the tower and that will destroy the, cu- the country, so yeah, mm-hmm. technically they are related. And you're just alright with forgiving and forgetting with the scary necromancer monster? My dear, it's kind of my entire thing. I don't know about the others, but I, uh, I'd prefer not to have to do more Complicated feelings. It's fine, I think she's cool. Yeah, complicated feelings. Uh, I would have preferred if she just talked to us first, but what can you do? <laughs> At this point, I'm just glad that we avoided more needless bloodshed. Yes. Um, and I think you guys get back into the town. Um, it's like 2am at this point. That being said, there is people on watch um, who kind of wave you in and you know, even though it is the middle of the night the people of Willowside celebrate as you like make your way back into town uh, people kind of wave torches and lights out of their windows uh, chanting as they say uh, as they say uh, stuff like Willowside! Willowside! and just people kind (laughs) of cheering saying we did! the siege is over! People call your names. Obviously, your stands Royari, uh, loudest among them. Lederick kind of looks at you guys and says, Hey, check this out. And he kind of climbs out the back of the wagon, gets on top, and waves his arms out and says, People of Willowside! The siege has ended! We are free! And it's a little hammy, but this is honestly the happiest you have seen Willowside since you got here. 2 a.m., the middle of the night, and every single person in Willowside has a smile on their faces. The Circus of Wayward Wonders is among the crowds here. Um, You see... (laughs) You see uh, various uh, members uh, kind of cheering and throwing some of their confetti into the air, stuff left over from previous shows. Um... The professor stands with um, Mayor Vandy uh, as she waits for you all by kind of like the middle of the town by the big uh, stage and he kind of like waves at you guys to come on up. Rary comes over. Uh, As you kind of hop out of the wagon, all of you, the circs kind of park in the middle of the street as uh, people kind of look out from their windows, um, come out onto the streets, most of them still in their pajamas. Um, it's kind of a strange sight to see so many people celebrating while wearing their nightwear. You are brought up onto the stages as uh, Estessa looks at you all and says, Before anything else, did you do it? Is it over? Is it actually truly over? It's a siege, yes. She just pulls you guys into a big hug. Oh. 
And I think she's honestly crying a little bit. Oh dear, are you okay? <laughs> I I thought I would be the last and worst mayor in this town's history. And you saved us. You really saved all of us. Of course. That's what we do. Fizzisukis. Um, the professor grins and says, Judging by the way you phrased that, you've got some more stuff on your plates? Yes, mm. more of that Aeon Tower shit. Alright. You go. You go back when you when you need to, alright? Oh, yes. Well, for now, <laughs> I reckon the tavern might be open up a little late if you all want to get drinks. Ariadna, we'll look the other way for you. Oh, I've been around <laughs> alcohol and I buy alcohol for the circus. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> now, we'll continue to look the other way for you. Um, you be 20 <laughs> soon. I know, I know, you will be 20, and that will be a moment. You guys will stop treating me like a teenager. Hey, <laughs> I, I don't treat you like a teenager, I treat you like. Treat you like my area. You'll always be our area too. Oh my fucking god. Little or big. <laughs> She's I not can cast it large on myself. I'll do it. <laughs> do it, short stick. <laughs> you are seven feet tall. You have no place to talk when you are unnaturally tall. It's not my fault I was bored with sexy jeans. Uh, I think Ledric kind of. <coughs> As he approaches says, As much as I'd love to keep chit-chatting, you guys want to do a speech to Willowside, or you mind giving it to us? We don't mind either way. If anyone earns it, it's it's all of you. You seem to enjoy the attention from this town a lot, Ledric. Ledric, <laughs> this town, this town has always considered you heroes. We have to leave eventually. You live here. Willowside is yours. Not literally speaking, but everybody here looks up to you. I can get off the stage for two seconds for somebody else, but only that much. I give you permission to take credit for some things, just to make you look a little cooler. Mellet. Listen, if you really need some reassurance, the people here weren't looking for us when we tried to go get you guys out of Dagon's Lair. They were looking for you. Morale was going down because you weren't here, not because we were there. I think he kind of uh, puts his hand on his hips and says, You know, throughout all of this, I really think I misjudged you all. You guys are really, truly heroes in your own right. <laughs> Come on. And I think he offers a hand and says, How about we just do this together? Banyan boys and wandering tree... Together as a group. Ooh, collaboration. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good crossover in show business, right? Sure. You can call what you do show business. <laughs> and I think holding Rare your hand uh, and turning to the crowd, he raises your hand up in the air and he uh, gestures to Volio and Ariato, uh, like really like impassionately and says, People of Willowside! Your heroes! And the 
you've had applause before, and I've often talked about how a whole town is there at your performances. But for once, really and truly, the whole town applauds you all. Drinks go on late into the night as you singing and dancing. It's it's great. Uh, Royeri, you are kind of swung around by uh, Elysia, who is apparently pretty damn good at dancing. Um, <laughs> Ariato, uh, you are kind of like practically adopted by uh, the sideshow of everyday marvels, who, uh, noticing that you're drinking, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, and start giving you all sorts of really weird drinks from all around the world. <laughs> I think, Volio, as you're watching from the sidelines, watching at um, all your friends smiling and dancing, uh, Cyrus kind of sits down beside you and says, is this seat taken? No, go ahead. It's been a wild month, hasn't it? Yeah. It's um, a bit weird being heralded as a hero by the towns that tried to kill you once, but I welcome it. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This town was not somewhere that you liked, was it? No, and I still don't like it. But <laughs> I can bear with it a day or two more. I suppose so. Listen, Volio. I wanted to ask you. I don't know what you're doing next. I don't fully understand this whole thing with the Arden orbs or whatever. What are you going to do when all of this is over? Don't feel you have to or anything, but the Aladim's family misses you. You don't have to go forever or anything, but we'd love to have our little brother visit us again, even if just for a little while. I say they're all still yeah of course all of them <laughs> your sister has opened a fantastic crochet business I'll have you know all she ever talks about these days <laughs> crochet alright <laughs> I didn't expect that but... a lot changes in a hundred years wouldn't you agree Volio he kind of laughs <laughs> yeah. Um, I. It's a tough question. I. And not one you need an answer to. I. No, but I. I'm happy that I've seen you again, and I. It's not like I haven't been thinking about all of you since I left. <laughs> I feel guilty. I. I don't remember what some of you look like. Well, if it makes you feel better, I had no idea you looked like this either, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a little bit of the point. <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't want to be up in your business all the time either. I, If you want me, to, after this as well, to give you some time on your own, I'll go. But me, Dana, and especially Gail, We've come to like the circus a lot. And, you know, obviously, if you'd like me to leave and give you time to be yourself, that's fine, but. And Folio, like, grabs Cyrus's hand. Oh, fuck. Okay. 
he he looks a little distressed <laughs> by the idea of him leaving. <laughs> um, so much so he 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 almost looks like he's tearing up at that. Uh, no, no, I was asking if you had any jobs. It's okay. I'm happy to stay here. I'm not a performer, but like, I can, I can help around a circus. I don't know how, but I'll, I can. Better be careful saying the word job in circus anywhere near Ariel and around. Gail wants a job, though. A proper job. We have jobs! Dave always wanted to be an acrobat, and I think seeing a real circus has really captured their imagination. Dana's a pretty good chef, if you haven't noticed. Oh, yes, I enjoyed Dana's food. You don't mind your big brother cramping your style and sticking around a bit, Volio? No, not at all. And when, when that time does come, please, uh, please service me. I don't know how much longer this Aladdin thing will take, but yes, just, yeah. You think I'm not going to go back to Kionit with bragging rights of, hey, I found our dead brother. whoop de doo oh, what did you do in the last hundred years? Crochet? Rub it in a hate face, why don't you? Oh, I will. God, you know I will. <laughs> oh, what's Lowell up to? The weirdest thing. Collecting insects from around the world. Insects? Huh? Strange, right? <laughs> hundred years. Yeah. They started about seven years ago and they've been at it since. <laughs> Age love was always so rough and tough and love will always... Stay inside. Yeah. Feared. Like I said. Whole <laughs> century, man. I guess I'm the one who changed the least, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad. I'm glad too. You go get some of the drink. Your friends are waving over at you there. Um, and indeed, Dingo is waving at you uh, really excitedly. Uh, it looks like he's got some cider, and it looks like it may be from Caston Lee. And he is over what he's like, Volio over here! Over here, dude, dude, over here! Do you see me? Over here! Oh my god. Hi, Jingo. Cyrus kind of smiles as you go and make uh make your way over to your friends. And the celebrations for the end of the Siege of the Dinosaurs carries on into the wee hours of the night. And you all get a fantastic night's sleep for once. Morning comes. Uh, Volio, there's no sign of odd body yet. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Um, Easily, thank God. You've, you've asked um, the Banyan boys to go down and destroy the statue. Which the Banyan mm-hmm. boys have hardly been like, oh, hell yeah, this time we're actually gonna, we're gonna win in this, this, the sea caves. Don't worry about it. And you make your way back to where the camp was the night before. And mm-hmm. it is mostly empty now. It's a lot of burnt grass, a lot of raised land. It looks kind of like, you know, when you have a concert out in like a natural place, the way that it looks kind of tainted afterwards. Every All the gla- grass is like flattened. Um, yeah. There's debris every once in a while. Um, it looks like they left in the middle of the night when they were ordered to by their leader. Some stuff has been left behind, but nothing really of value. 
the only figure that you see remaining, aside from a few goats, is Helg Eats the Eaters, standing kind of like out in like the field itself, um, waiting for you. It is pretty late when you get here. Like, I'd say it's about six in the evening. It is a 12-hour cart drive. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of uh, standing there, uh, facing towards you guys as you approach. Um, the tower, uh, uh, the moss stone tower, uh, high in the sky behind her. And she's kind of just waiting for you all. What do you guys do? Folio waves this whole arm. Hello there. Helg, you look lovely. Greetings. It worked easily. Oh, good, good. I suppose they will be quite surprised when they get there and find both of their leaders with their necks snapped. Mm, that is quite surprising. They won't bother anyone on their way to the courthouse mountains. There are no, there's no one to bother between here and there. Good, good. You wanted to go speak to the tower. Yes, if we can. Yes. I've only spoken to it once. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what will happen. Shall we? We shall. And with that, Helg eats the eaters, uh, leads you guys towards the Mossstone Tower. And it really is hmm. weird to see it now. This is the first time you've seen it where it isn't like the focal point of an entire Zulgat crusade, you know? Mm-hmm. And certainly some of the sides look a little battered. Um, probably because of how long they tried to actually break into the thing. It is uh, made of the same smooth mud brick as all the other Aeon Towers. No doors, no windows, nothing. And especially no Aeon Orb. There is a narrow ramp which ascends the tower's eastern face but leads only to a blank wall. Some pitted holes and scorch marks show evidence of recent attacks, but these attacks made little headway against the tower's resolute strength. And as Helg stands there, she grunts and says, This is where I was standing when it happened last time. I don't know how to proceed. Then we will go inside, see if it There's talks to no us, maybe. doors. Well, maybe. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Maybe there's a... Perhaps we've been bested this time. there's a stone. No, you know, you know how, like, you, you can accidentally, like, press a stone in, like, books, and then it mm. unlocks, like, a secret passageway? Yes. But me, maybe... Rari just, like, presses a hand to the wall and is like, is there anything? Is it, does it feel like there's any kind of weird thing uh, Are wall? you gonna, like, walk up to the ramp and try to touch, like, the smooth wall? Yeah. Yeah, cool, the door opens. 
told you. Oh! Like, literally, you step onto the ramp and it like oh dear, like it was the waiting doors. for you nearly. And Held pauses and says, "That's new." Perhaps it's because of the other towers. Maybe, probably. I mean, we have been touched by Eridan. Or it might be her. Gug, gug, gug. Who? There is indeed a woman in the doorway, kind of standing there. Oh, Hi. There. Um, she is a half-elf. Um, is she pretty? Yes. She's <laughs> middle-aged, but Thank she God. has aged very well. That does not uh, like, affect anything. She no. looks... Like, she looks pretty great. Um, she is dark-skinned with, like, uh, natural hair kind of, like, tied into a bun behind her head. And then Hello, laurels kind of all through it. Um, kind of like a headband. Um, she is wearing very simple gray and green robes as she kind of stands there and uh, kind of clears her throat a little bit. And says, "If you do not mind, follow me, please." Uh, hello. And she there. turns and walks into the building. Oh, uh, I suppose we're going up. Um, Rary has. It's like we should go. Uh, we don't really have any other options right now, so. Helg shrugs and says, "I'm coming." Gug, 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 gug. Okay. okay. Rary. Flicks their cape, not their cape, flicks their jacket into the air and, <laughs> and walks in all dramatically. Um, you walk in, and as you enter, the interior of this tower is nothing like the rest of the Aeon's Towers. Um, the stone here is all dark brick, um, with moss growing from it, but like in such a way that it looks like it's very carefully tended to. Like, it's not abandoned. Yeah, it looks like the cracks between the bricks here are all tended to like their gardens. And as you make your way in, you see that there is uh, only three rooms available. Uh, and this woman, uh, the half-elf, is sitting in one of the rooms. And she's kind of just waiting for you patiently. And you see there are five seats. She is taking one of them. And a little table. And... Your eyes all flash open when you see what's on the table. Something you haven't mm -hmm. seen in such a long time. Yeah. Fresh fruit, dry bread, and some tea. Food that isn't oh. freshened from a siege. Really good looking food. Like, better than anything you've seen in Willowside at all. Oh. And Ayata takes a seat in the, in the middle. <laughs> um, the lady smiles and says, help yourself uh, help yourself darling perception on the food yeah sure make me a perception check okay <laughs> 21 looks fucking good looks fucking good Volio eats it yeah hey Volio it's fucking good <laughs> it's fucking good Rayari sits down um, and is like I, 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 Rayari always feels feels bad um, picking up space like that but uh, uh, she does take fruit and eat. It's um, so good, Rayari. This is when you eat that fruit it is probably the juiciest fruit you've ever had in your life. Oh, oh, 
I'm so used Ariado to Ariado down some bread and tea. <laughs> it's so good. Ariado, the tea is kind of like, it's got like nearly a weird spice to it, but so good. Like you can't stop yourself from drinking it. Not in a magical, super weird way. In a like, oh my God, this is fucking great. In a, it's been so long since you've had good food way. That, and again, this uh, is probably some of the best food you've ever had. Full stop. What tea is this? I need it. It's made from some local herbs. Um, I can give you the recipe if you choose later. She nods her heads vigorously. <laughs> I, my first question is, hi, who are you? My name is Elder Unikite. It is wonderful to meet you, Rayari. Oh, hello. Names, you already know. I Indeed. mean, I suppose I should be used to this, but... We've been keeping an eye on you. We know that you're not terrible people, and we know what you've been doing for Willowside. We? Yes, I suppose that's the next question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We, in this case, is a group. A secret society. Oh? The Order of Empty Stones. We protect natural life, and this Aeon Tower is our home. Oh. Oh. Um, Helg kind of, like... Helg is being very quiet. She's like It looks like she's studying Unikite almost distrustingly. Um... Unikai has not flinched or, like, looked at surprised by uh, Helg's uh, presence. So mm -hmm. that's unusual for someone seeing a Gug. So she's a little on edge. <laughs> she's like, you guys lead this. I don't blame her. Um, I always like, a secret society? Indeed. And you live in the Aeon Tower. Correct. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for the surprise. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I just had supposed that every single one of these towers would be abandoned because of, you know, Eridan <laughs> being dead. No, uh, this one has long been kept going. Hmm. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> but that begs the question, where is the stone? <sighs> that, Royari, is a question which requires much context. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to preface this by saying we are not your enemy. Okay, that does not bode well. If anything, we'd like to consider you a close friend. Someone that can do right for the world. Okay. The Circle of Empty Stones is a group here to ensure that Willowside and this place does not fall against a welt. Okay. All of you have been instrumental in showing that all of you have shown clearly that you have your own motivations for wanting the wealth stopped. And I think Helg makes a face at that. Uh, like she doesn't understand what the fuck she's doing to stop the wealth. 
Um, but she continues and says, We know that to be overtaken is the tower's fate, but we seek to hold it back as long as we can. And I think uh, Helg kind of grunts and says, You'll pardon me for this intrusion, but if that were the case, if you're here to protect Willowside, then why did you not, uh, why did you allow me to do what I did? Gug, 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 gug. Why didn't we see you the whole time? Because we don't want Willowside to know about us. Civilization can fend for itself, and the people can stay or go as they see fit. We don't deign to tell them what to do. And we did not exactly have the chance to contact you again, Miss Helg. After the first time, because you misinterpreted our request quite quite monumentally although ultimately you did complete it and the loss of life ultimately was minimal we appreciate you ordering the Zulgat to go on easy on Willowside and Helga opens her mouth and closes it opens it again and says yes I went easy on Willowside <laughs> <laughs> We are here to protect not the people of Willowside, but the animals and plants. They can't leave. They lack the choice to leave. We have been here keeping oh. them safe. Are you a juridic order? It's a little reductive, but yes, we are all worshippers of the green fate. I see. Hmm. Before I can even tell you what happened to the Aeon Orb, I need to tell you that truly is the most difficult question to ask. We were once part of a larger group of nature priests. The Circle of Stones. Mm -hmm. Okay. We worked here to keep this place safe from the Welt for the last few hundred years. Mm-hmm. It all started centuries ago when a Church of Dagon appeared in Willowside. Yes. This worship led to the world around Willowside being eroded and created an unnatural swampy phenomenon which you now know as the Welt. <laughs> the Welt was essentially the beginnings of Ishtar's swamps seeping into the material plane. Oh. But it's more than that too. That could not have happened in anywhere except Willowside. Something is very wrong with this land. This island, it's... It's not a natural place. What's wrong with it? Aridan brought it up from the sea, but it was not a fertile place when he created it. It was stone and sand and mud. A place that should never have been able to hone life. Yes. 
he gave it, he attempted to give it life. He installed the Aeon Orbs and added his own magic to turn Kortos into the land we all enjoy, but the island is dependent on them. Yes. The Aeon Orb was doing its best to keep the Welt at bay, but... It's gone now, and the Welt quickly encroaches on the land and kills it. Oh god. It'll spread beyond Willowside. It's the beginning of the end of the Isle of Cortos. One we- Can we stop that? We have been stopping it. That's what the Order of Empty Stones is. The Circle of Stones, the, our parent group, was the one to take care of it, of this land. Yes. But then ten years ago, there was a schism. I see. Some of us agreed that Willowside needed to be protected and the Aeon Stone was all that was stopping it. Others among us had a different goal for that Aeon Stone. Different being Hmm? power gravity? I cannot tell you. No. What they are doing is for the good of the Isle of Cortos in its own way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I... Why can't you tell us? Because if I told you, you would simply go to them and attempt to take it back. And I can't let you do that. Do they have the stone? She doesn't reply, but uh, she kind of like looks away and Hell grunts says, They do have the stone. Go, 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 go. They took it. Why did they take it? I can't tell you. Why not? You said we're friends, right? Yes, we are friends, and I want you to trust that we are. Friends don't keep secrets. Friends keep secrets if it means that it stops friends from doing something very, very dangerous. I don't want you fighting against the other half of this order. All I can tell you for now, and I say for now because I will tell you. All I can tell you for now is that what the other half of our order is doing is also instrumental to the upkeep of the Isle of Cortos. Okay. But that aside, we know you seek an Aeon Orb. And mm-hmm. yes. we know your need also serves the land. Yes. So we will help you. We mm-hmm. cannot recover the Aeon Orb from our circle, but... There are only five Aeon Towers. But... When Aradin took the Aeon Orbs, he left one behind. Oh... There is a sixth Aeon Orb, and it still exists. Oh, thank God. Where is it? Her face kind of crumples a little bit. Is it really that bad? 
Yes. It is deep, deep, deep underground. In the Darklands. What? Oh god, kill me. And <sighs> Hell kind of raises an eyebrow. Uh, well, pff, she doesn't. She kind of crooks her jaw <laughs> to the side. Me. And uh, she's like, I hail from the Darklands and I have never heard of this. Where is the final Aeon Orb? I have never heard of one uh, existing within my realm. Gug, 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 gug. And uh, Unikite grimaces and says, It's not from where you're from, Miss Helg. What do you know of the Darklands? And Helg starts to speak and uh, Unikite shoots her a look and Helg closes her mouth. Well, it's dark, it's underground, and there's tunnels and stuff. That's correct. That's where the, that's where the Zulgath live, and it sucks. Yes. <laughs> Golarion is... a hollow planet. Uh-huh. As you go deep underground, you will find caves that lead into different layers of the world, each of which is are immense cave systems. The first layer, Narvat, are twisting tunnels which lead into one another from all around the place. The second one, Sekamina, the home of the drow, is an entire new world beneath ours. Oh god, well isn't that your swell? I think Helg's eyes are slowly widening and their mouth is opening as they realize where this is going. And then, finally, beneath Sekamina is Orv. The deepest realm of the Darklands. Inside of which many immense caverns known as vaults function as essentially separate planets. Shit, damn. <clears throat> this is where the Zulgat originally came from, and it is here that they left the final Aeon Orb when they went out to bring their a crusade for conquering and gluttony to the rest of the Darklands. Their original homeland is the Vault of the Black Desert. An underground radioactive desert in a cavern so large it could be its own nation. Shit. Helg puts up her hands and says, Are you fucking kidding me? Girl, <laughs> I don't know, man. The Black Desert. The Black Desert is infamous for how deadly it is. You expect us to go there. Why? I have nothing to... And uh, Unikite exhales this. Because if you don't go there and retrieve the final Aeon Orb for Willowside, the Welt, which I remind you, is the beginnings of a portal to Ishtar, will grow and grow and grow until Dagon himself can crawl out from it. It is a wound and you need the one poultice that exists. You're sure we can't just go to the Aeon Stone that your friends have? 
because they're too stubborn to give it up because it's important for some mission. I can't take it if once it's underground. Because... Because what they're dealing with is worse than a portal to Ishtar, and that's all I'm going to say. Now, if you'd love to know what they're dealing with... You'll find out in your good time. Or you could tell us now. I can't. You can. I am bound to silence. She pulls her neck sheath down, and there's a glowing rune. Oh, I fucking hate magic. You are witch. All the more reason oh, for them to hate magic. Oh, yes. I'm uncomfortably we, aware. We couldn't go into the Black Desert ourselves. First off, if we leave, the forest will lose our pr- protections, and that the welt will expand even faster. The reason that it has only grown at a snail's pace within the last ten years is because we have been practicing magic daily to keep it back. We have been mimicking the power of the Aeonor, but we can't do that forever. Additionally, the Black Desert is exceptionally dangerous, and we don't know whether we can overcome these dangers to find the orb. Finally, it's because the Circle of Stones has caused enough trouble already through our meddling. It's not right for us to interfere further. We can get you down there. We can send you to the Vault of the Black Sands. We understand you're not trusting us. Yes, you don't make it easy. I know. For this, we can offer several things. Mm-hmm. We can't answer this question you have about the Aeon Orbs. But, if you are willing, we can answer a different question. One that has been plaguing you, Mr. Via. What the hell do you know that I don't? We know that you're marked. By something that has been a little bit sloppy. Volio kind of like puts his hands on the table and like leans forward towards him. You know about my patron? No, but we can tell you have one. And we can tell from the eye we've been keeping on you. And she kind of like waves a finger and like um, a spider uh, appears uh, on the tip of it. And kind of like crawls around. Making you realize, oh, okay, they've been, they have been watching us. That's cool. That's fun. Hmm. We know that you have a difficult relationship and you don't understand what it is. We can supply you with a ritual. Reverse dreamscape. We can help you do the opposite of what your patrons have been doing. Pin them in a dreamscape. They, You would see them for what they truly are and speak to them and get three questions. Answered truthfully and completely. But this would be a one-time thing. This is what we can offer to you as a sign of goodwill that we 
can work with you. We can tell you the truth of what is happening with you, Mr. Via. We can tell you what has been supplying you with your magic and causing you such distress. I'll do it. Just like that? Just like said. She leans back a little bit and she looks to the rest of you and says, I understand that this is, there is not much I can offer to the rest of you. All I can tell you is that if we we will tell you what is happening with the other Aeon Orb when you return to the surface. We will send you down and we will provide you with enchantments and rituals which will keep you safe from the searing radiation of the Black Desert. The searing radiation? Yes, it is extremely radioactive. Horse. Is there... What what next? Is, do, do, if you breathe if you breathe in, is it acid? No, but there is a uh, immortal undead shagot which roams the sands and um, is immune to dying. <clears throat> what? You are asking a heavy. You are asking for a heavy favor. It's not a oh favor God. just for us. It's a favor for the people of Willowside. Still more of a favor for you, considering you're still using the Aeon Orb here. We are not using the AI. You're... The, there's uh, still parts of you. Come on. Ariana just kind of like sits back and folds her arms. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to not do it. If, if there's literally no other option. I mean, we're already... I'm just annoyed. If one of us okay. agrees, we're all going, but that doesn't mean we have to be happy about it. I appreciate that, Miss Ariato. I really do. Whatever. Can I offer you some more biscuits? <laughs> Guilt! <laughs> the way Ariato's definitely eating this. Just tell us where we are. Just tell us where we need to be, and then we'll be good. If you'd like, we can do the ritual now. You can rest here in uh, the monastery for the night. You can speak to the other members, and they'll tell you what they know. And then tomorrow we can send you to the Darklands. Shit. Can't just leave. Of course, if you would prefer, you may return home and say goodbye to your loved ones before you leave on this journey. Though the offer to stay here uh, still does extend to you, Miss Helg. And Helg just kind of goes, go, go, go. Well, that would be nice. That we kind of are. I would rather not become a missing person for a while. <laughs> um, Helg grunts and says, As much as I loathe to say it, the safekeeping of this island from Dagon would advance my own interests. Gug, 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 gug. Oh, are you coming with us, Helg? I also know much more about the Darklands than you. Ooh, you could be our guide. Your guide to hell. Oh, lovely. 
What's the weather like this time of fucking year? It, and I think uh, Unikai stands and says, Volio, are you ready to see what what it tr- what truly is giving you your power? Yes. You're lucky that they aren't giving you the full focus of a regular witch patron. This would be near impossible with anything else. <laughs> mm, lucky me. Um, she kind of like uh, uh, gestures for you all to come with her into another room, which is very much so um, already prepared for this. You can see that there is a huge rune in the circle. Um, with some salts and, like, some other, like, uh, material components. And, uh, she hands each of you, like, some branches and some, uh, robes and says, If you don't mind, let's begin. Oh, of course. And so, everyone, we're going to be doing a ritual real fast. Spooky Yuki. Um, Thinking of that question. Yeah, you're gonna have to think of three, man, and you get those answered in full. <laughs> um. Okay, and let me get the. So you're going to be doing a um, homebrewed ritual called uh, Enter Dreamscape. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is essentially a uh, a mishmash of uh, the commune ritual. Um, so there, I'm going to need each of you to be secondary casters in this. Mm-hmm. Unikite is going to be leading the. Uh, well, no, Volio, you're going to need to lead this ritual. Okay. Um, some incenses are, like, laid out in a circle, and as you all get into position, the room goes completely dark, aside from you. The runes on the floor start to glow a weird purple, as well, you you stand in the middle. Um, you have a little, uh, book to read out phrases from, uh, and you will be guiding it. Um, essentially, you will be making deception checks, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. The rest of you will be making religion checks. Sound good? Okay. Yep. Okay, so uh, we're going to start with all the religion casters uh, for our secondary checks. Um, As uh, Unikite kind of leads and shows you what to do. Um, It involves a lot of crushing up uh, salts and dusts and sprinkling them onto other parts of the uh, rituals floor. Helg is being cooperative and aiding you as well. Uh, And I think Royari and Ariato basically... Uh, the most difficult part in Royari and Ariato comes to dividing up the salts and powders you crush together while during chanting uh, into uh, perfect ratios, uh, like kind of divinely sanctioned along the floor while Volio is reading out from this book. Okay. So Royari and Ariato, both of you need to make me religion checks. That is a... 39. Royari, you are having a little bit of difficulty, but um, Helg, of all people, kind of comes up to you and says, cook, 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 as she moves your hand so you don't sprinkle the wrong way. 
uh, meaning that you all do succeed. So, Volio, you're going to have a plus three on this uh, deception check, okay? Make this as you read out. Sheesh, that's a 19. Oh. Uh, 19 plus 24. That's 43. Okay, Volio, read out those uh, phrases. Mip nivof et etu denroda et seseb ora setur ratekek nefs nefas ni chavar et saltef ni chech inox chada net good labsef isolam lavis si ich kotsi kotsi dem derlafafor etna stroklab saltrof balnepsilken snedevref sesua Volio, as you are reading. It all happens very quickly. You've only been at this for 10 minutes when all of a sudden the floor beneath you vanishes and you are all falling. And ah. you fall for a while. And you continue falling for a while until you land, all of you, in the swamp. Folio swamp. Which you now know to be the Welt, where a century ago, Dane Elodie made a deal that turned him into a clown. Ariato, Royari, and Helg, you're all here as well, but you're not able to move. You're like almost frozen in a moment. This is not your dreamscape. You are conscious and you can hear all this. But this is Volio's dream. And Volio, above you, as always, you see the worms. Um, they're still for a moment, before like suddenly they kind of like rouse, and uh, they turn to look at you, um, almost surprised, and uh, they say, Volio via this is a surprise. What are you doing here? You have never done this before, Volio. Why have you come to the swamp? We set these meetings, we'll remind you. Is everything all right? We know you had an incident with Oddbody, the amazing Oddbody, your best friend. Is this what this is about, Volio Via? Oh, you don't get to ask questions. Not this time. They look a little confused by that. Um, as like the massive worms squirm and uh, they they look at you and What is your goal here today then, Voliovia? Uh, well, I wanted some um, answers for myself. I hope that's okay with you. Hmm. An admirable goal, Voliovia. But you must understand, we are not beings which are inclined to answering. The mysteries of your fate will reveal themselves in due time, so long as you trust in us. He... He's still looking up at them, and he kind of, like, cracks his smile. He's like, let's see if this worked. Who are you? 
you know the answer to this well, Volio-Via? We are your friends, your patrons. Um, and they start squirming, like, really bad. Um, and their eyes kind of start, like, bulging, and it feels almost like for a second that they are choking. Um, and they move quite rapidly suddenly, um, kind of coiling and uncoiling, and, um, a whisper of words rushes through the air like uh, gale force winds, and they start to dissolve. Everything starts to dissolve. The swamp around you melts. It's like watching crayons being warmed up by the light of the sun and start to drip away and you see what truly lies beneath this swamp and everything. And it's nothing like what you were expecting. You find yourself standing on a rocky plateau in the middle of space. But it isn't space, necessarily. It it looks like you are standing in the middle of a nebula, but someone took a teaspoon and started stirring. The void around you is like a swirling liquid which passes up and down slopes you cannot see, made of water, flowing uphill and then not flowing down. It is nonsensical, it is beautiful, and it is mind-numbing to comprehend. And Volio, as you look past this, in the horizon you see a fucking city? A city with impossible architecture which bends in ways that shouldn't be possible. And yet they do, and they stand proud in the middle of this vacuum, this storming emptiness that is so paradoxically full of everything. And as you are momentarily lost in this volume, you hear again like, <laughs> What have you done to us, Volio? <laughs> and you look up at your patrons, who are desperately trying to cling on to the appearance of worms, but even that too is melting. They aren't worms. For one thing, you can actually count how many there are. They are not immense creatures which take up the sky. They are seven. Seven entities which orbit around you. Seven. Seven. Also, they don't look like worms. In the few flashes that you see them, they look more like... Snakes? Mm. 
uh, they are trying very hard for you not to see them. So when you look at them, it's mostly just flashes of color and weird shifting, warping bodies. Like they are doing their best to disguise themselves. But they are tiring themselves out. They start, like, some of them start, like, chattering to each other in, like, anxiety. Um, in a language you don't understand. And, Royari, you can't really act, but, like, you get this feeling deep down that even if you tried to translate it, you wouldn't be able to. Interesting. This does not feel like a language that can be learned at, by everyone, you know? Or at least understood. Like it's literally just something that they made for themselves. It sounds like gibberish, like but they under- exists. It exists. It, it exists for them and them only. Yeah. Like that. Ah, cool. You cannot compel us. You must not. It pains us to a very core. Cease this. Oh, we will speak. Our squirming and genuine pain by the looks of it, like really trying to keep the shrabe, they can no longer do so. <laughs> and Volio, they finally stop squirming, and they reveal themselves to you. And what you see is fucking scary compared to a funny, silly worm on a string. They actually look dangerous. Um... <laughs> They do look like serpents, to an extent. Uh, they are mm. long and coiling. Uh, they have no legs. Um, they are adorned in, like, spikes and feathers. But towards the top of their body, the snake kind of turns into the body of... Um, a, it like has a chest with arms and claws, like a dragon. And its head kind of continues up into, like, nearly the head of a crocodile... Um, mm-hmm. and there are all these like weird flashing colors their eyes um, w- like wide their teeth gnarled and a weird glowing symbol uh, in front of each of their heads and they're at the same time completely identical but completely different and you can't really make sense of what they are holy shit and kind of gritting its teeth the front of them speaks and says we are (sighs) we are the chorus of malignant symmetry we are a council a group of proteans the guardians of chaos suddenly Volio everything clicks into place you I don't think you even need to make me a check I think you know Mm -hmm. just inherently you know while there are good celestials and there are evil fiends while there are lawful axiomites there are the proteans the outsiders native to the plane of chaos the maelstrom ever-shifting serpents that embody all that is chaotic and changeable and warping. They are serpents. They are tricksters. 
They're scary motherfuckers. And they are neither good nor evil. They care about neither. All they care about is entropy. They are essentially the angels of entropy. Mm -hmm. And they are what has been controlling you for this time. This particular group of them who call themselves the Chorus of Malignant Symmetry. What do you do, Volio? What's your end goal with me? We... Ah, we never wished to hurt you, Volio. I think the the lead one... Like, they all kind of swarm down to you, Volio. Almost a shame that you've caught them, you know? Mm-hmm. We attempted to... Make us approachable. We found things that you ma- creatures on the material planes liked. Creatures of fluff and of kindness and of sweetness. We provided you with a best friend to take care of you. We only wanted you to believe that we were your allies because we wish to save the universe. And you are one of our tools in doing so. We are saving the universe from the mistakes of protean kind. You're using me to fix your mistakes? Not our mistakes. The mistakes of others who came before us. Volio, we beg of you. Let us speak to you. Let us explain. Compel us not, it- That you lie to me again? Give me nothing in return? We have never lied to you, Voluvia, and what we give to you, you in return- You kept the truth from me, so it's just as bad. Voluvia, you must understand. We did not want you to feel uncomfortable. We did not want you to feel in danger. We only wanted you to stay among those you loved and your friends and your best friend, Oddbody, the amazing Oddbody. We made ourselves look approachable, friendly, lovable. We wanted you to trust us because we knew if you knew how dangerous the task we asked you to do was, you would never feel safe again. So you kept me as an emotional hostage with little to no information stringing me along? We did not know that this was not what you wished for. Who wishes for that? There are many who come to the city of Galisemni asking for power like this. Careful, I didn't go there, did I? Allow us to explain, Voljovia. For your journey in fighting off the forces of Zevgavzed comes back to not our chorus, but a previous chorus. In the song that is protean kind there was another um they kind of like swarm a little bit never coming close to you almost like apologetic but also like they don't really understand why you're so sad (laughs) as they approach Volio, you see um 
those little worms, the ones that crawled out of your stomach sometimes, the blue and electric orange ones, they're slowly amassing around you. Um, not coming close, more like flitting around, uh, curious about you. Um, they aren't coming any closer, but they're certainly interested in you. Mm-hmm. We, the course of Millennium Symmetry, understand your woes. But what came before us came in a time where the multiverse was at war. Do you know how demons were created, Volio Via? Shakes his head. Long, long, long ago, Volio Via, there were creatures which lived in the abyss long before mankind. The Cliffot. Horrific monstrosities that embodied chaos and evil. Creatures which em- would prey and hunt on all those they came across. They were animals. Creatures that- monsters that intended only to eat and kill. Does this sound familiar to you, Volio Via? Sure. The Clipots were the original creatures from the abyss. But then one day, one of the four horsemen, yes, we're serious, one of the four horsemen. Deadass? Deadass! <laughs> infused these Clipots with something new. Sin. The wrongdoings of mortal man. Me too, dude. <laughs> when this happened, all of uh, the abyss fell into civil war as intelligent creatures who aimed to hurt, not just to kill and eat, but to tempt others into their own destruction, started attacking, and thus demonkind were born, preying on the original monsters which lived in their realm. We... There were those among us who saw potential in this conflict. We saw the rise of demons against Cliffot, an excellent way to uh, destroy Cliffots forever. For we wish to be the true and only keepers of chaos. For the Cliffot care not about carefully bringing chaos to the world, they only care about destroying it. And chaos cannot reign in a vacuum. <laughs> Some Clifford gods became demons. Among them was Dagon. Originally a Clifford, he devoured so many demons that he became one himself, sinking his own realm beneath the waves. And many did so as well, but... Some were given divinity. A sect of us, the Worms of Paradox, changed to Lect Kulofit, including Zevgavizeb, and turned them into demon lords. They underestimated the mighty power that was held by the demons, and when the Kulofits were driven to near extinction, when demons grasped the reins of the Abyss to control it themselves, 
a grave error had been made. Every single victory that Zevgavizeb has, he grows more powerful. A power which can only be attributed to the failings of the Worms of Paradox. And that is why we, the chorus of the Millennium Seven, among many other things, grouped together in order to ensure that this travesty would never occur again, formed from former members of the Worms of Paradox, as well as newcomers who saw the devastation reigned upon by the Demon Lords they created. If Zevgavazeb and his kin are to gain the power that they seek by victory after victory, growing the strength that they own, by sacrificing souls that they kill, then the universe shall be rendered. And it will because of us. Every chance we have to stop even a minor victory of these monsters is a victory that saves the universe for another few years. Can you imagine, Volivia, an entire island sunk beneath the sea in the name of Zevgavizeb? Can you imagine power that would bring to a demon god which grows stronger when it is killed in the name of? We were studying Dagon when we were observing Willowside. When we saw you afraid, alone, on the verge of death, and yet showing so much promise to change the world, the blood of Azata, the very enemies of demons themselves, in your veins. We had to protect you. We disguised ourselves to make you feel safe. We gave you Oddbody, the amazing Oddbody, who all creatures alive must love because he is so darn cute. <laughs> we gave you everything we could. And yet, it is not enough. This is our tale. Ugh. So... If I help you by helping Zem handle Zebkevizem, do you leave me alone after this? If that is what you wish, then yes. Once you have successfully defended this plane from the wrath of Zevgavizeb, and he is forced to return to his slumber once again, we will, if you so choose, Retract our contract with you. Though we will warn you, this means you will never see Oddbody, the amazing Oddbody, your best friend ever again. Which oh. is quite sad. How will I live? You did kill Oddbody, by the way. we That's cool, I suppose. Again. I know I asked my three questions, but how do you feel about that? You... You have not yet used your last compelling third question. Said first we feel said, quite sad. We put a lot of work into Oddbody, the amazing Oddbody. Said for three, can you now count? We... Sorry? That was three. 
You'd only compelled us for two of them. Okay, we offered the right. rest voluntarily. Very, very nice of you, thank you. Uh, Please, it seriously hurts us to compel us. We are beings made of individual choice and chaos. Grasping us in such a way and forcing us to act as you choose is like poison to us. You must refrain from doing so again, Voliovia. Don't give them ideas. Okay, alright. Um. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, third question. If you refrain from giving a third question, Volio. I'm thinking. We will give you other. I think they stop for a second. And they turn and they start hissing at one another. All seven of them kind of like speaking in this weird gibberish hiss. Which sounds like just weird sound clips nearly. But they all come from their vo- like own throats. With like weird shifting voices. Mm-hmm. Before eventually they turn back and says... You still do not understand us, do you? Not really, no. Very well. We will send someone for you. Send someone? Who are you sending? It would appear that we overestimated our ability to understand you as well. Only a mortal can understand a mortal, it would appear. Our emissary will come find you. And she will have much to discuss with you about the machinations of the worms. She? Ilsepsia worm touched. But do not say we didn't warn you. She is a lot. Uh... If you're telling me that, then yes, I'm nervous. If you leave us now, if you ask us not a third question, we will grant you riches and treasures from the Maelstrom. We beg of you. We have given you all we can, and asking us further questions hurts us severely. (sighs) Well, you're lucky. I can't think of another one. Go on, give me the liches. Hold out your hammer. He holds it out with one hand. Um, one of the uh, proteins, a smaller one, kind of like worms forward and uh, plants both hands on the hammer. And you understand now, looking at them, when they said last time, if you saw us in person, you could probably kill us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could probably handle these guys if you if worse came to it. It would be a difficult fight, but these aren't the same level of witch patrons. These aren't like powerful gods or anything. These are creatures doing a job. <laughs> That's why they were called sloppy, because they really don't know what they're doing. But as she puts her hands or he Oh, is it a day now? You don't think they... they don't look Their very gender's and appearance seems to change very, very rapidly. Mm-hmm. And it's already hard to tell in the first place, because they are, in fact, space worms. Yeah. Rary can dig that. As she touches your hammer, Volio, it goes transparent. 
And it's made of glass? Glass? Yeah. It has been transfigured into glass. Is it cool not to want to break? Not warp glass. No, 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 my friend. This is something particularly powerful, infused with the power of the maelstrom. Now that you know our secret, which we were trying to hide from you for your own per- for your own safety, you will be able to use this particularly well. March on, as a practitioner of the power of the maelstrom. Volier resists the urge to fight one of them. <laughs> to test it out. <laughs> uh, they, she kind of pulls back, and in common, but like a weird jilting common, she says, When you, you enjoy your chaos magic, correct? <sighs> yes, I do. Someone. When you critically succeed on a strike using this hammer, you will channel a warp wave into them. A disorienting alteration in time and space. Uh. You'll get some sick, sweet, cool, uh, funny magic happening. Fuck yes. Sick. Hell yes. You enjoy the gifts of chaos, Voliovia? I can't say I hate him, necessarily. Good. Then you will take this and you will leave. We shall not come back to you, lest you request it. The next time you speak uh, to us or of us, it will be will with Ilsetia Wormtouched. Which we remind you, she's a whole lot. Yep, because it's the first time. Don't worry. I don't like talking about you anyways. And take an odd body with you. Horrid void worms, disgusting wastes of nothingness, and one of the little creatures comes up to you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, void worm? Hmm. Is that what he is? And Volia, do you end the ritual? He snags one of the worms, and... It turns into odd body in your arms. Ah! Hello! Wait, he snags another one? It turns into odd body in your arms. Hello! <gasps> okay, he, he just like grabs one and ends it quickly. <laughs> okay. And with that... All of you are inside the tower again. And you all witnessed that. You're all conscious. You can finally move again, which is great because your backs are starting to hurt. Oh, I hate not moving. Well, that was strange. Your patrons are a piece of work. Uh, It was certainly enlightening. I don't know how I feel about that. That's fair. <sighs> Unicide comes up to you, Volio, and nods and says, Does this answer the questions you had? Yes. Thank you. And you trust now that we are on your side? You seem to have at least some of our best interests in mind. We don't want this island to sink under the waves, so... Helg kind of grunts and says, 
Well, that was all very entertaining. Gug, gug, gug. <laughs> but I believe we have some preparation to do. You said that we were going to prepare to go to the Darklands. Mm -hmm. Unikite nods and she looks to uh, Royari and Ariato and says, Are you two prepared to come into the back of the monastery and prepare for quite an enlightening journey? Oh, I'm sure it'll be extremely enlightening. <laughs> will there be killer? Will there, will there be killer moles too? She tinks for a second and says, "Probably not. Oh. I don't think moles would survive the radiation." Oh, of course, no. of course. What about mutant Silly. moles? Silly oh. me. I have not talked about nuclear fucking zombies. Like, why don't we just throw everything nuclear on the table? Yes. Well, the only nuclear zombie that we are aware of is, in fact, a mile-tall Shagoth, which lives under the sands. And he's also immortal, but hopefully you won't encounter that. Oh, so it's cool. I hope oh, we yeah. don't. I like performing in the circus. That's what I like. <laughs> you may not see the circus for a little while underground, but I promise you, when you come back to the surface, your adventure will be almost over. Ah. And you'll have be ready to save the world. Um, of course I will. Uh, Volia turns to Unica and is like, you promised us a goodbye. That I did. Y if you'd like to return to your camp, you should do so soon. It is a long journey. We may help you prepare for the road back if you so choose. But either way, it is something that must be done soon. Okay. Are you ready to go? Sure. All right. Unikite stands, bringing you back into the rest of the uh, building. All of you know that this is going to be the most dangerous adventure you've had yet. Deep underground in a radioactive black desert. You will find the final Aeon Orb left behind by Aradin in the original home of the Zul'Gat. And you will be ready to save the world from the dread of Zivgavzev. Thus ends Book 4 of Extinction Curse, Siege of the Dinosaurs. And next week we return with Book 5, Lord of the Black Sands. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Introduction, Sophia Varela, G. Barbera, Luke, Clown, Kiki, 
Sarah B. Alexandra Magno, Jordan Cuttlefish, Seth, Ravona Dark Glow, Dolore, Kiera, Lichalope, Gizmo, Talison, Matthew, Cass, Fabel Mackleduff, Black Dragon Gaming, Ava, Chris Lutman, Rem T. Bright, Chunk, Steph, Emmelyn, Cone Without Name, Sean C., Natasha Lee Lumley, Rhiannon C., Ellie, James R., Kane Kendrick, Donald Bewley, Sky Evangeline, Teslaet, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Harley Fleming, Jolene, Anna Maria, Felicia, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical, Casey Corn, Emmeline Lerderna, John the Book Hoarder, SS66Seeker, Leon, Lynx, Dame Valerie the Third, Sierra. If you'd like your name in these credits, or- Ah! No, I can't. I need- If you'd like your name in these credits, or just want to support us, visit us at patreon.com slash dicewillroll. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.